0: Welcome to Life on the Bright Side with Isabel Mosca. Today's bonus episode is the last one of the year. I did not expect to be recording this episode, but it's a tribute to a dear friend. Our episode today is brought to you by Faces for Autism, a nonprofit organization with a website faces4autism.org. Our anniversary is coming up, the 20th anniversary of Faces for Autism. In April of 2002, we started, and it's our 20th anniversary in 2022. This episode is a tribute to a dear friend that we lost last week. Hi, Brightsiders. I am sitting in the Faces for Autism office kitchen after having finally at four o'clock had my breakfast, period. Have you ever had one of those days? I am guessing that you have. So you will relate to the fact that I am telling you this story. I lost a good friend this week. My friend Bonnie was the parent to three boys. Twin boys. So the first time that I spoke to her on the phone, we shared the commonality of being twin moms. That was 20 years ago that I started Faces for Autism. And I spoke to her probably I want to say a few months after we started the organization to support families with monthly support group meetings. I mainly started it because my own son was diagnosed at two years old, a year and a half, but officially at two years old. And I felt so alone. I felt like I had no one to talk to because I did not relate to any of the other parents who were out there in the world. I got to see their lovely children meeting milestones, speaking their first words, sentences, paragraphs, doing amazing things with Legos or playing ball or hitting a golf club. And I'm talking about two years old. So when your child is not meeting those milestones and you become isolated and they open After a series of doors in the hallway, another door to a room where you sit alone and no one else can relate to you. That's how I was feeling. So I put up a flyer in a local convenience store asking if anyone would like to meet. And I talked to my husband and I said, can I borrow some office space where we could have a few people sit around a table and chat? So he let me utilize that space one night. In the meantime, the newspaper got hold of the flyer and someone called me, and this is back in the days, in 2001, when people actually read the newspaper, made out of paper, and people called you on the phone. My family was being introduced to the world, having twins and one with special needs, a diagnosis of, how did we put it back then? P-D-D-N-O-S, pervasive developmental disorder, not otherwise specified. So it was kind of a Chinese menu. My son had a lot of the markers for autism, but not all of them. So it was one from column A and two from column B. When I put that flyer out and the newspaper put the information in the paper about the meeting, I started getting phone calls. A couple hundred people called. I thought I was alone and I found lots of people who could enter that room and open that door and sit in there with me down at the end of a long hallway of options and searching for answers. And boy, oh boy, did they come. That first meeting, we had 80 people in the room. I was lucky that I made enough copies, (laughs) let alone had enough chairs. One of the phone calls that I received was from my friend Bonnie. We became fast friends over the phone. We talked for two and a half hours and discovered that we had so many things to share. She felt lost. She felt alone. How am I going to work with my kids? And I was only a year or so ahead of her. But I told her that she had hope and that she was not alone. And now I find myself feeling like I need some hope. I need some answers. And I'm feeling alone as I sit here in this room. Thinking about my friend who has gone from this earth. She certainly did prepare her children and the process and the guardianship and all of the things that she needed to prepare for them to go on in this world. But they're alone to face their autism with their dad and the loved ones who surround them. She prepared them the best she could by taking them to every therapy that was possible, to talking to all of their teachers and finding out how to bring out the best in each child. And even though they were identical twins, their differences were substantial between each other. Bonnie knew them better than anyone else on this earth. So as I leave this message here, this is a message of love for you, Bonnie, and your family. And anyone who would like to send messages of support and love for her family, I will leave that in the show notes. But this is my message mainly to you, Bonnie, for thank you. I had a dream about you a couple of nights ago. And I know it was you. I was so concerned about, were you safe? Were you feeling well? You see, Bonnie was waiting for a liver transplant that never came. Time was short. And now I see the outpouring of love and support from those of us who are also autism moms, special needs moms in the community. All of them asking a question that we do not put words to. And that is why I am speaking right now. It could have been any of us. And the biggest fear that we all have, the secret fear that we don't discuss is, how do our children go on without us? Will we be watching over them? Or will earth angels surround them and support them and care for them? My answer to that question is both yes. I know when Bonnie came to me in the dream, she handed me a beautiful crystal necklace of beads of clear crystal with an angel on the end. And I know that that was her message because clear crystal is an ultimate crystal of protection for family, for loved ones. And I know she was a religious person. So I know that angels were very important to her. So she is surrounded by angels and is safe and well. And that gives me great comfort. But I know that as angels surround her, they also surround her family, who grieves her loss, who grieves her presence every day. And I also know that around that circle of warm light that surrounds her, there are beautiful angels on earth, family members, loved ones, who are making donations, who are there at the home, finding out what her children need and how they can be best supported. This message goes out to those of you who are parents, who are grandparents, who are aunts, uncles, whoever it is, who have ever loved someone when they are gone. Our hope is that Our love lives on. And I know that your love lives on, Bonnie. It lives on in me and everyone who is touched by your wonderful heart. We do an annual benefit for Faces for Autism. And it's called Stand Up for Autism. And we've done it for 12 years. And for the last 11 years, until you got sick, Bonnie was the first person to go out there into the community and gather up gift cards and raffle items for our basket raffle. I always could count on her. And this year I did the raffle myself. So I think... The only way that I'm going to make myself feel better is by establishing a raffle in Bonnie's name that will help her family as well. I love you, Bonnie.